Hi. What's up? On our play for this week, will Starfield really be a 130-hour romp through the universe? <laughs> Could we see God of War Ragnarok DLC this year? Will Dragon Age Dreadwolf and the next Mass Effect game be in trouble after the latest news coming out of Bioware? We have our biggest highlights from Opening Night Live and Gamescom 2023. And we have a review roundup for Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Should you jump into the pilot seat or should you stay away? All this and more on Season 7, Episode 33 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices, aka getting them cheeks clapping Armor Core 6, and it feels quite all right. Love it. I am joined by John MF Ross. What does EMF stand for? I'm a little bit tipsy right now. <laughs> Are you tipsy on life? No, I just came from the barbershop and they were drinking in this. You know. <laughs> hey, you know I mean, what? Are they, are they allowed to sell alcohol unlike the alcohol they put on your head? I never said they were selling it. Oh. <laughs> we just drink. <laughs> I will say, well, was the barber drinking or was it just you? Or the, oh, the no, I mean, out? at the end, he drank after. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I go to a little, you know, good spot. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Okay. The economy has changed so much. The sock man don't come through there no more. The DVD really? don't come through. Yeah, man. Like, Dang. I think the oil man still come through, but yeah, I had oil. You know, the fire stick done kill the uh, DVD lady's job. You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's crazy. Back when I was going to the barber, yeah, we had like, uh, yeah. Uh, who else is here? <laughs> it's your boy, Jordan, aka. Um, the first Starfield player on this podcast, and potentially the only Starfield player on this podcast, based on what I'm you know, hearing. I'm play that motherfucker at 11:59 just to spite you. Oh, I'm gonna switch it to Australia just to beat you, just to play it first. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best to play that game on my computer. Hopefully, it uh sticks with me. Well, Jordan, you're you're real blurry. What happened? There you go. I don't know. But... Oh, I, when you look down, your camera considers you. Your background, so that's that. All right, now I know who we are. Present Star Gamers Digest is a video podcast that gets the most important gaming news oh, into this mm, from this past week into an hour long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at five p.m. as we've always been. Yes, five p.m. Hello, YouTube. Don't forget, you can support us by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you want, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you're currently tuned in on. If you want times two, you can join in our conversations by going to our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. I did all that without looking at the notes. Craziness. All right. Okay. Now that that's all done, let us get into the gaming news. Numb. Number one. This comes from Kotaku by way of Ashley Bardon. It could take 130 hours to really start Starfield, but that's the exact says. So this is this is a little bit of a clickbait article. So or clickbait <laughs> title. I will say. Um, 
So at a Bethesda mainstream event during Gamescom 2023, Pete Hines said he felt like the action role-playing game didn't really get going until he took 50 hours to finish the main quest. That was after he already dropped 80 hours into side quests. So this is a quote from him. 80 hours in, I went from doing one game to a completely different game where I really, I really foc- I started really focusing in on the main quest. And then I got so caught up in the main quest that I spent the next 50 hours just doing that. I'm here to tell you that this game really doesn't even get going until you finish the main quest. What so get going even mean in this context. So the way that I look at that quote is there is a lot of side stuff you can do. And then I think the I think it's possible that the main quest of Starfield will get you in a good place in terms of you have a ship that can do a lot of things. You have crewmates, mm-hmm. you have progressed your skill tree, you've leveled up. It, it kind of allows you to better explore the world, if that makes sense. Because yeah, I'm no, thinking... I'm... Go ahead. Oh, you go. No, no, you go. Let me cut you off. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'm thinking in the context of my time in No Man's Sky, where it's just like, you do all this stuff in the the story missions and that like by way of XP and all that stuff like makes you a better explorer to do more things in the universe. So it kind of feels like that would be my guess. Cause like, it's the same in like um, Skyrim. Like you play a story quest and you're getting your different abilities and stuff. And then by the time you're done and you go out in the open world, you have all this stuff to play with. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I feel. How about you, Jordan? What's your take on this? No, this, this shit tracks for me, personally. I'm going to be <laughs> fairly naked um, oh, and yeah. scared on a planet by myself, uh, farming things, hunting animals, um, just to be a complete hermit for a good 50 hours, um, and then accumulate as much wealth as I can. Then I do plan on becoming a Jeff Bezos-type personality and going to procurement and uh, move some product. Um, and then maybe at hour 200, I go into space piracy. And then uh, when I see that primary quest icon go to gray, to which I can just, you know, come in and kill everything in one hit, that's mm-hmm. when I throw it back and do the final <laughs> quest, which I would, by that time, uh, be at hour 300 with this game. Now, in all fairness, this shit's just marketing. Um, yeah. This is marketing. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, a 50-hour RPG is par for course. Like, he literally just said, 50 hours in a main game. And I see myself kind of just being that person where I just finished the main quest, unless there's something truly captivating about like this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's it's, it's fifty hours. Uh, I, I just I'm looking at the comments and people are saying like if the game doesn't really get going until fifty hours once the main quest is done, shouldn't the main quest be better? You know, so oh, it, it, they're saying it sounds like it has impressive longevity when really trying to say like a huge chunk of the game is gonna be a waste of time and. So here, here's so, my take yeah. on that. I, I feel like because looking at my game clock in Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. it's probably like 180 hours or so. Mm-hmm. And for me, a good chunk of that is actually playing the game and doing the different things. But there's a portion of that that is like me in my menus looking at stuff, like fusing stuff, like building stuff. And it's just like, those hours goes into the experience as well. So like mm-hmm. it could be a thing if Pete Hines look at his clock and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm at 
80 hours in side quests, but like I've built these cool things and I have all this stuff to like play with. And then he goes and do the, the story quest and he's like, oh, this is all yeah, great. I mean, like there's there's certain games where, you know, people like people are like might not be interested in space piracy. And there's some people that are interested in space piracy to which they're just going to go around dicking you know, like in different ga- like different um, solar systems and killing people and hunting people down. But for some mm-hmm. people, they don't give a fuck about that. And some people, like mostly like me, are just gonna end up paying the fifty hour main quest. And you know, I might have like a farm or something, or you know, go into full Star Trek mode and just <sighs> cruise around. I guess. My my mm-hmm. my ultimate point in bringing that up is that may be off putting to the general consumer, hearing that they have to put in fifty hours before it gets interesting. That's kind of like. Uh, a TV show or anime, it doesn't get good, you know, good until like the second yeah. or third season, you know. Right. Why would I want to? I have limited time to play. Yeah. As as a youngster, this sounds amazing to have this one game and have five hundred plus hours of whatever to do, you know, step in. But uh, older people who have limited time in the game, they may not touch this. Like I, I think there was another article similar to this where they said that you know once the game ends is when it truly begins that type mm-hmm. of comment too so yeah like that kind of goes to that same track of you know like maybe once you finally have all of those and like like those those weird ass jedi powers that we saw mm-hmm. in the um like there's there, there might be some other thing that um, that has yet to be explained what happens at the end of this game that we do not know of because a lot of us i think are still thinking of like oh this is like the abyss or as i said space retirement farming mining space piracy there might be something else there that happens that allows for this you know open-ended game yeah yeah Yeah, for sure i I definitely think i mean i also think that like when whenever however the game ends it's going to be a situation where the story ends but it's like okay well your campaign is done now go in the open world and do what you want to do what you want because i feel like that's the game that is kind of being marketed and it's like kind of how it's being built and that's also a typical but that's the thing to do with their games so I, I think i think there is a way of looking at it in that like man it takes 50 hours to get in and then it's just like that's uh, i don't know man but like looking at boulder skate 3 where that game was the first thing that we heard about it was like there's a hundred and like 56 hours of um of uh cut scenes in that game and it's just like that's insane amount of hours to play one game or whatever. But then it's just like, well, there's all the different like uh, permeabilities of events that can happen at least a different cutscenes. So you're not really seeing all those things. And it's just like, we also have to account that Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer, <laughs> that Pete Hines is giving us developer hours versus actual hours. And oftentimes yeah. those developer hours usually are a bit more bloated than what it actually is. So it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm, as Jordan says, like, this is sort of just marketing speech to like get people looking at that. And I'm pretty sure it's very possible they said something like this just to deflate the whole conversation of like, man, Boulder's Gate is going to be a better RPG than Starfield. And it's like, no, ours right. is going to be a big, you know, RPG too, guys. So just don't worry. So yeah, we will see. What happens with that very soon? There's right, no Jordan? way in this. There's no way in this. There's an I in this. Y'all ain't trying to buy no Xbox Series X's. Oh, most or, that, yeah, like, no, you ain't, you ain't trying to, you know, get in, you know, like, oh, Xbox has no games, and look at you now. 
Mm. Xbox has a game, and like, oh, man, now I'm curious. A <laughs> game, mind you. Xbox Look will soon now. have games, and when that happens, then we can Saying, finally talk about their games. I got my shit immediately, and y'all are like, where are they at? I don't know. Fight a truck. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch the run order real quick. Uh, since I just talked about Boulder Gate 3, I'll make this number two. Boulder Gate 3 is coming to Xbox this year. This comes from The Verge, but it's really just a Twitter post from the um, one of the devs from Larian Studios. So... The Twitter post reads, all the improvements will be there with split screen co-op for X on Xbox Series X. Xbox Series S will not feature split screen co-op, but will also include cross-save progression between Steam and Xbox Series. So backstory of this is that during Gamescom, uh, the dev basically said that, oh, they've had a great meeting with Phil Spencer, and essentially Phil just allowed them to release Baldur's Gate 3 on Series X without all the features that's going to be on Series X. And that's been a rule that Xbox has put with all their games. So, and it's like, that makes sense. Like, with all of the fanfare of Baldur's Gate 3 and the whole, um, the whole article posting of like, oh, Baldur's Gate 3 will be PlayStation's answer to Starfield. And it's just like, well... It is coming to Xbox. It's just not coming to Xbox right now. So Xbox kind of just deads all that. It's a a PlayStation exclusive. I swear to God. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just, you know, Phil is doing what he should be doing, which is like making sure there are absolutely no hurdles, no barriers for Xbox doing the best it can. And I think this is a good move, even though they are breaking their rule with Xbox Series X and S players or whatever. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Donald, you 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 embellished the story somewhat. I mean, Phil Spencer used the same black van that he used to kidnap Kadeo Kojima. <laughs> you know, he just pulled up to him in the parking lot, threw him in there, and they had a long right? conversation <laughs> up and down the the autobahn. You know, mm. <laughs> like mm. saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Microsoft signs 15-year cloud streaming deal with Ubisoft in latest bid to win Activision Blizzard approval. This comes from VentureBeat by way of Dan Takahashi. Oh, no, 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 Dean Takahashi, my bad. Um, so, oh, I did not highlight this. I think it's here. Yes, it's here. So, essentially with all this, the UK... Yes, the UK is the last country where antitrust clearance is needed for the deal to go through, the deal as in the Activision Blizzard deal. Uh, One of its concerns was whether Microsoft would have a monopoly on cloud streaming technology. So this is a quote. This 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 includes executing an agreement effective at the closing of our merger that transfers the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard PC and console game games released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft Entertainment. The rights will be in perpetuity. Uh, this is uh, this is from Smith. Who is who is this person? Who is this person? Brad Smith, who is president of Microsoft. Yeah. What? He's, the one He's president that, yeah. of Microsoft? Well, like he's one of their executives. He's like he's like oh. the president of like their business side or whatever. But he's like okay. yeah, he's one of he's he's the one that clears the checks right now. 
There we go. Okay, that. But one. like, so like Sergio Nadella is CEO, but Brad Smith is like you know one of the. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that's who I was thinking. I was like, wait, Brad Smith. Anyways, uh, more from uh, Mr. Smith himself. As a result of the agreement with Ubisoft, Microsoft believes its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard presents a substantially different transaction under UK law than the transaction Microsoft submitted for the CMA consideration in 2022. As such, Microsoft today has notified the restructured transact transaction to the CMA and anticipates the CMA that the CMA review process can be completed before the 90-day oh, Jesus, I I hate I hate this kind of speech. So basically, they they submitted the new transaction, the change in their mm -hmm. deal, and they're hoping that CMA looks at it and says yes to it within the 90 days extension that they have set up from the last time they tried this. So cool. We'll see what happens. I think it is going to be, I want to say it would be interesting to see how that would work. But like, we've actually had something like this really far in the past. Like, I think it was um, Square Enix was publishing Capcom games or something like that. Or no, not Capcom. Yeah. Anyways, we've had something like this in the past. So this isn't necessarily new. And I think if this goes through, the only craziness is going to happen is like we're going to see like, oh, this is a Call of Duty and it's published by Ubisoft. And it's like, oh, that's crazy. But it's not it's, it's not going to matter. It's not going to make a difference. Anyways, that's no. that. Um, yeah, got any feelings on this? Well, I mean, if this doesn't do it, I don't know what will. Um, mm -hmm. This does focus directly with the CMA's main hangup, which is the novel cloud uh, service arena, not, not so much subscription services, but cloud um, right. as a platform within itself. And Microsoft does have a good amount of a good amount of marketing share, mar sorry, market share um, in the cloud space. No matter how large, no, no matter how small the cloud space is compared to the you know like PC gaming and consoles itself. Um, yeah, I mean this, you know, like I th I think it also illustrates. Microsoft's like disinterest in a way for the Activision side of things. Like they just really want to get King. Like this is this is mainly King, though the shareholders want to make sure it comes in as a whole and not lose any type of value based on the seventy billion dollar price that they put on originally. But they're just trying to get anything as possible anything um anything that can be done that needs to be done to get King under Microsoft so they can money make more money in mobile space because CMA did not have any issues with um the PS5 Xbox console space. They're like that's not a problem with this. Yeah. Um Sony already signed a 10 year agreement. Um so yeah this is like the last thing to get this through which people believe is gonna happen at the end of September, like well before the eight um October eighteenth. Okay. Okay. Yeah I I completely forgot about the whole king of all of this and like how that yeah, is. Yeah, don't talk about really King. Big money maker. <laughs> no one's talking about King. Exactly. That's true. Uh, Shawnee, anything? I just wish this deal would be over with. <laughs> this is taking forever. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, I, I, speaking of Call of Duty, um, for those who don't know, Nicki Minaj is a skin that's dropped, and everyone is uh, going crazy with how big her butt is. And it's like, yeah, that 
they made They're a trade. I'm pretty sure she requested that. I, I would I wouldn't be surprised. What'd you say, uh, Sean? I said a lot of people are bringing back teabagging with her skin. <laughs> <laughs> Literally turning around and teabagging. It's just craziness. Uh, it's funny. All right. Number, actually, 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 before we get into number four, hey, you, I see you listening to our content. I'm watching you. Your camera is actually a reverse camera and I can see what you're doing. I made a term up reverse camera. Anyways, do us a solid. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and the notification bell. Did you do it? Thank you. If you are listening and you can't watch us, look at you, watch us. Yes, right. Can you please leave us a review on our podcast or podcast services you're currently tuned in on? You're doing that right now? I'll wait. Cool, thanks. All right, now let's get back to the show. Number four. This is a big old rumor from Push Square. God of War Ragnarok DLC expansion deep in development for PS5. This comes to us by Sammy Barker. So, essentially, as I said, there's a God of War DLC that's in development. The rumor comes from the snitch that says the development is about 60% complete and that it's planned on releasing next year. The, the snitch is a pretty known uh, rumor generator person. Person, yeah. Uh, the only shaky part is that the, the actual snitch account on Twitter had actually exchanged hands. Oh, yeah. So it makes the reliability a bit more shaky. But they um they actually released accurate data on or accurate details on the Rise of the Ronin game that we recently seen. So it seems like okay, well maybe they still have what it takes to be the the leaker of leaks. I don't see this happening. Sixty percent, like considering how long it takes to develop stuff. Sixty percent, and we're gonna see you know sixty percent. Then we're gonna see it next year. Not to mention that a uh, God of War, granted. Mm-hmm. There's always time for new precedent, but God of War has never done DLCs, to my knowledge. True. So, I think I'm up two minds of this because there is all the rumors and teases that the next God of War game is going to be in Egypt or deal with the Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. So, it's like. If that's going to happen, there has to be something that um, allows us to finish off uh, Atreus's like, like Atreus and Thor's daughter. Uh, oh, Akaboda? Not Akaboda. You think? What do you think? Other, um... I think about. Oh, I mean, um, Thor. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but like, because like even at the end of God of War, like or God of War Ragnarok, like, those threads are still left hanging. So it's like, if this next God of War game is going to have Kratos in in Egypt, but also have Atreus and that, like, kind of group of people also doing stuff, it's like, that's kind of weird. So to me, it kind of feels like a DLC or some kind of expansion would make sense. The only thing I look at this is... 60% done. It's planned to release next year. Right now, 
PlayStation only has, I think, Wolverine really to show for next year. Mm-hmm. Probably well, like, the. Don't, don't forget about all of the amazing live service games that are coming out. Yes, the... how could I forget? I, I yeah, you know, shame on me those. forgetting about the 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 wide slot slate of uh, those things. Um, but then we also have uh, the Last of Us project that didn't happen. It's supposed to happen. Uh, the uh, factions. Yeah. Yeah. So um I think we could is possible. But yeah, like 60% in the next year, I guess it depends on when next year is happening. So I don't know. Mm. But this is interesting because like I I can kind of see this happening. And it would be a first. There's also the whole thing that um uh oh I forgot the 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 person that that is that made God of War. He said that like he didn't want him to do a third one because it's like another five years to produce a game. So he kind of wrapped. Oh, up. They, they, David Jaffe. Yeah. No, not Jaffe. That's what's the middle. Um, Wait, no, he did God of War though. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's not him. Anyways, I understand what you're saying. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of threads happening here. I, I'm I'm gonna look up his name real quick. Yeah, so there's a lot of threads here, and it's just kind of like this could happen. Yeah. To to your to your point, DJ, not to run too far away from it. Yeah, like looking yeah. at Sony's twenty twenty four to twenty twenty five slate in terms of new IP, it is. I mean, new IP that we are interested in. I mean, we'll see how Corey Barlog games. Corey Barlog, that's who that is. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll we'll see how the live service games pan out. But you know, like this is running opposite to what Xbox is doing. Xbox is trying to get as much IP out there as possible because we know that mm-hmm. Fable's coming out. Perfect Dark's coming out. Um, contraband and but a Sony on Sony side outside of Wolverine and those live service games, there could be room for at least at this moment a DLC for God of War Ragnarok to come out and bridge those two games. Yeah, um, because what the the story of Kratos between Norse mythology and Greek mythology was told via comic book, so mm-hmm. maybe they'll try and do it by a game this time around. And you know what? They could definitely take the Insomniac route and make a like Miles Morales, but like Atreus Morales God of War <laughs> thing, where it's like a smaller, <laughs> where it's like a smaller like game, but is like using a lot of the assets from God of War Ragnarok, and it's like they don't really have to go through the the R and D of like making those new assets. They can just use that stuff and just kind of expand off of that. So that. That could work. That could work. We'll see. We'll see. Number five. Oh, this is a little special treat that uh John, you, oh, you had a big treat. pop for this. So you gonna I had a take what? This. You had a big pop for this. I said what Please, I said. Sir. sir. <laughs> um so Sony finally revealed their you know Sony Q PlayStation Q device, which actually turned out to be called the PlayStation Portal, and um, <laughs> ultimately, uh, Jordan is taking a piss, having a laugh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a dual sense controller split in half, so they basically removed the uh, touchpad portion and put an eight inch screen, a 1080p, uh, 60 FPS, eight inch screen in the middle of it, uh, that is touch screen, and um. This is purely for remote play, so you got to be connected at least 
as far as we know so far. You got to be connected to Wi-Fi. Um, you know, your PlayStation has to be on. Um, this is... Who is this for? We can't quite tell because uh, apparently... Christopher you know, Dring likes it. Who? <laughs> Christopher Dring. He's a news reporter. Oh. He's like, I, I would love to play uh, in the laundry room when my kids take over my office. I'm like, <laughs> I have no kids. I mean, I, I'll probably <laughs> get it. I'll probably get it. I just want to tell y'all when I get it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so here's the here's the sucky thing about it. it it's going to launch. They didn't give us a specific date, but uh, it's going to launch for uh, $200. Um. There's no Bluetooth apparently, but um, as I pointed out to some people, it's just like the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, mm-hmm. They do have a audio jack for your, you know, your wired headset. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that uh, just like the Switch, you more likely can plug in a USB adapter for Bluetooth, which a lot of people did. But uh, it does suck that they excluded it. Maybe they didn't want to pay the Bluetooth licensing fee. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Um, but they are going to have something called PlayStation Link, I believe it's called. And, uh, yep. as they announced the PlayStation Portal, they also announced the Pulse Elite wireless headset. So this has a retractable boom mic, as well as the Pulse Explorer wireless earbuds. Um, I think those are both going to be around. Huh. I think so the, the headset is going to be 150. Yeah. Huh? No, yeah, you're, the, you're the headset's gonna be one fifty. The earbuds are gonna be two hundred dollars, which is crazy. But um, they do make decent, you know, decent quality headsets. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Sean. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. I, 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 are we, are we still talking about the, the, the header Place, or the, the PlayStation, PlayStation Play. Portal? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, Jordan. What are your thoughts? <laughs> 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 I mean, I would, ah, okay. To to your point about the Switch existing, mm-hmm. so does the Steam Deck, and the Steam Deck probably has Bluetooth. I don't know, maybe. Let me see. Yeah, I, it's 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 just, you know, PlayStation. I respect them as a hardware company. Hardware is their bread and butter. Uh, Sony hardware is their bread mm-hmm. and butter. Yeah, and you know they have released some of the greatest consoles of all time. Um. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the first portable device that they've gone into. Uh, we've had the PSP, another PS. Like I'm seeing, like this is also PSP, but it's por- instead of portable, yeah. it's portal. Good job, guys. Good job on mm-hmm. marketing. High fives all around. Champagne bottles. Good job. But it's just you know, we see how the PlayStation VR has done. Um, like when you, when you don't really commit into your peripheral like uh the like they they what what i I think the method i think the methodology is you know as the ps5 which is a landing this will draw interest and movement in terms of units um for those adopters but like looking from the outside looking in even as a playstation owner i'm like is this a value added to my experience or just some accessory like this is this critical for what I need to get done. And it just doesn't, it, it, it's not, it's not bridging that gap for me. I mean, they can make it Had this another thing. Cause like this costs money for them to make, maybe they're mm-hmm. fine with whatever amount of money or incurred loss that may occur at the beginning for it to finally start turning a profit. But like in the tech community, it's, it's, it's being dragged. It's just, it's, it's being dragged. It's, 
It's being. I mean, the PS5 was dragged as well when it was first revealed. But like this specific, like I mean, like Marquis Brown didn't make a negative video about the PS5. PS5. He's making yeah. negative. Like people are making negative videos about this. I agree. Um, accessory. And I say to that, on two fronts, everybody's allowed to have opinion. Although I don't think everybody should have a platform. Um, please don't <laughs> cancel us. Uh, <laughs> secondly. Every product is not for everybody. And um, that's true. We have this weird thing now where because gaming is mainstream and everybody has a voice, everybody feels the need to chime in on every product. And there is this weird thing of FOMO, fear of missing out for everybody, where they feel like they need to have every product that's released. And mm. everything is not targeted to the masses. This is a specific use product, just like. Uh, when the first uh, phone slash controller holders, you know, so you could play games on your phone, people would say, who the hell is this for? Or, you know, the backbone slash Razer Kishi uh, yeah. things. This is just a sturdier version of that. And, you know, it, it, it's not going to be for everybody. I mean, like, I think based on the quality PlayStation has put out mm-hmm. so far, it's just, I don't know. Like, I... It's I, a valid I, criticism. I, 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 I I think people were just expecting more based on mm-hmm. where we are right now. I mean, like we we can draw comparisons on the Switch, but the Switch came out five years ago. Yeah, and it's just I would love to have a PlayStation Portable where I can you know take it to the cloud. Like that could have gone inches, but you know maybe they do see like that market of of individual that doesn't need that. But I don't see that market being large. I think on, this on was. You got people wanting to do remote play, but they don't want to either hog up their phone or we have other people eating our lunch in the space where I want to buy something Sony branded. I don't want to buy a Backbone. I don't want to buy a Razer Kishi. I want an official thing that I can do whatever for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So granted, it sucks that it doesn't have Bluetooth. I really think... Or cloud gaming. Or cloud gaming. That more than likely can be a software update. If it's, if, I mean, because it's streaming from your PlayStation. I don't see why they can't just switch the source from where the game is coming from. It's 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 running Android. You know what I mean? Uh, a modified version of Android. I don't see why that can't be included in the update at a later date and time. They probably just don't want to promise anything like that because I don't I don't know if there has to be some kind of processing happen happening on the device itself to do cloud gaming versus streaming it. We don't know. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, look at a stadia. There was Mm -hmm. no processing done uh, on the consumer side. So, right. Right. We, we won't know until we won't know until we know. Right. The only only sucky thing is it doesn't have Bluetooth, but anything else, it's all software. And we have no idea because we haven't laid any hands on the device ourselves and everything that anybody did do a hands-on with is pre-release product if it was if it was done and it was ready and it was complete it'd be out by now true when is the release date of it have they haven't given us a date they just said later this year mm-hmm. so more than likely around thanksgiving christmas i won the bet yeah just, just shove it in a target like please buy this <laughs> buy it and I, and I guarantee for as much people talking shit and dragging <laughs> it it's going to be sold out yeah, so yeah, it'll be sold out, but you know, and initially, but so so 
was a, so was a PSVR. <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, like I said, everybody wants to buy shit for fear of missing out. Regardless of if it get used or not, the actual true consumers who want to use it, you know, it'll be so loud. They probably won't, yeah, they probably won't either. Yeah. We'll be able to get their hands on it where everybody trying to make a hot take and make a video on it. Because, I mean, if you're a YouTuber, even if you don't like this shit, how much money you make off a video is pennies. You can claim that in taxes. It's true, but I, I think of... so. Mm. I I am of the mind of like I think when when this first was announced, you know, everyone kind of started building the idea of like what this thing is actually going to be, and then to see that you know this is the device that we're going to get, it deflated a lot of people because it's just like, all right, well, you don't even have the standard Bluetooth like feature in this thing and it's like all right so that means that i can't use people my built up current... their own people built that up in their head and they should have did that yeah i know well, that that part i mean yeah, like, there's, like there's expectations of the market like the market exactly. we expect more at this point yeah and I, I think that for me that's where it gets kind of weird because like oh well i can't even use my headphones to like use this thing like i have to buy a new playstation branded headphone in order to use this thing because i have to go through ps link which it's like i think i'm of two minds because i don't blame playstation for this device i blame sony because oftentimes sony is the one that is pushing for these hardware accessories to have playstation like added into its ecosystem and it's just like it kind of sucks because I definitely think that PlayStation looking at the PlayStation portal wouldn't make these decisions. And it's just like, all right, well, the PS link is created because what well, we're going to talk about in the next, uh, the next story, but it's also created to um, combine all the PlayStation accessories into this one, like smaller uh, ecosystem that works specifically for PlayStation. And it's like, there's benefits to that, but there's also the negative of that, which is like, I have to buy all these things now. I can't just use the stuff that I have, which sucks. And okay. I think that's for me, that's more of the sticking point than like, oh, this is just remote play. Cause it's like, I'm of the mind that PlayStation services, not great. So for them to be like, hey, we're gonna do this cloud streaming thing, guys, it's gonna be great. It's like, I don't believe you. I, it's not gonna be great. Like, it's just, I have enough experience to know that it's going to take you guys a couple of years before it becomes good. So, them I mean, doing the remote play. Microsoft using Azure at one point. I don't know where they're doing that. That's another thing, too. Like, there was an agreement made. Like, they, there was a whole deal signed, but, like, nothing came of that. So, like, that's also a weird thing, too. We don't we don't know if nothing came of it. We're on the consumer side. Well, right now. Right now, we know, like, there's, I mean, they, they could do a... No, there is cloud streaming for the PlayStation Premium tier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they added that in. So that, that's where that went. But yeah, I'm, I was excited to get this. Now I'm more so waiting on the reviews to see exactly how it actually fares in the common hands, you know. But um, yeah. I, I, think, yeah. I think PlayStation and, you know, is like they... Out of all out of all the big 
three, like let's say PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox, they do have in terms of VR that they're the furthest ahead. But I think out of the three, well, I mean, even though the Switch is kind of like a handheld, but also a console within itself, you know, it's kind of like in a weird membrane. They have like versions of it. Mm. They are clearly having a a, trem- a stronger stake in the portable gaming market, uh, more so than Xbox. So, you know, A, when it starts really catching on, PlayStation will be there and ready, you know, with the correct, um, you know, infrastructure in place to move it in the right direction. Um, Maybe a future iteration of this device will meet these criticisms. Um, But for now, it's, yeah, it's, 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 you you don't want to go in before being released with like this amount of, you know, negativity associated with it. Based on yeah. what they're telling, I mean, unless unless the 1080p is a lie, and unless the Bluetooth's a lie, mm-hmm. then it's fine. But yeah. they told us what it is. People know what they are, and people are just confused. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. I'll even I'll even say that I think Xbox can just get around this whole mobile mobile thing or handheld thing by just saying like, yeah, all right, well, X Cloud, Game Pass, that stuff work now works for Steam Deck. Works for Rogue Ally. Works for Portal Two Legion thing. PlayStation Portal Two. And it worked for everything. It's just like there you go. Like that service now you can get it on any handheld you want, maybe including the Switch. It's just like there you go. Like they don't have to make a portable thing. But like I think like just to go along to what Sean is saying that I think in terms of how this sells. I don't think we'll ever get the numbers for it because I think this will be a device for like the specific niche consumer who mm-hmm. needs to, who doesn't want to play their games, doesn't want to play their PlayStation games on their phone and they want a dedicated device to do that. Because like sometimes you might want to just lay in bed. Imagine you could play Gundam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like mm-hmm. I, I have a couple of use cases for this thing and it's just like, yeah, it'd be great to be able to like not have to go downstairs and turn on my PS5 and just like have it in my hands. But it is a thing of like I would have to convince myself that two hundred dollars is worth that convenience. Yeah. And it's just like I mean, okay, two hundred dollars to play fucking armor core in a shitter, like you can like do like the the amount of intensity on, the game that. gets, you know, like it's gonna it's gonna get it out of you easily. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That has to be the new marketing for the PlayStation Portal. It's <laughs> gonna get it out of you. <laughs> Don't worry. It's about it. uh-huh. So, what's the next thing that's happening with this? So, Sony is buying Audis. They're acquiring the Did you say uh, Audis. High-end headphones nuts. maker Audi. <laughs> um, so apparently, you know, they'll still operate independently and still make products for multiple platforms, etc. But Sony will be benefiting, you know, they'll be benefiting from being a part of the PlayStation ecosystem. Terms of the acquisition weren't disclosed. But this kind of plays into the previous story where they are releasing the uh, PlayStation Pulse Explorer and Pulse Elite headset because those new uh, audio devices that I did not mention in the last story, um, they specifically have, and I'm going to say this wrong, it's either planar or planar magnetic drivers in the um in the headsets what does that mean for you and i yeah what does that mean 
They're less common than dynamic drivers, which are typically used in mainstream products, but many of them are used in like audiophile level, you know, headphones. Okay. So high end. And um in a comment somebody said, I wonder if all these was involved in making the new headsets when they announced the uh planar magnetic drivers. Because um if you take open a speak you know, take apart a speaker, it typically has like a little diaphragm that just vibrates and puts out sound. These actually have magnets and all types of techno wizardry. Mm. I just remember, you know, when Jim Ryan said, hey, you know, after Bungie, we have many more acquisitions planned. And that tell you what, you gamers, you don't know what the fuck's coming up. You don't <laughs> yeah, know, you know yeah. what you're in for. Everybody hey, was thinking they, of studios. They, they, they might have, they might have Bungie and they might have Ninja Theory and possibly uh, Activision Blizzard King, but goddamn, we have all these motherfuckers. <laughs> we got all these. And that's what Jariah says, like in the middle of London. Yes. We got Piccadilly Square. Like, motherfucker, we have all these. Nuts. The next acquisition is going to be Popeyes. <laughs> Watch. Yeah, right here, right now. <laughs> I feel like that might be, uh, might be racist. So the gamers won it. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't end the showcase of this shit. Like, yo. And up next, Audi. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know the Audi's brand. I was no looking guess. at a headset, but uh, this is a traded these. brand yeah. <laughs> on the stock market. Just traded. No, 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 no. I mean the average game consumer. consumer. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know. Like when, when um, the story broke, and I was like, I mean, like, but if if it was like Bose or something, that would have been yeah. like crazy, like old Bose. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Bose is an old person. Uh, what are you trying to say, brother? You're right. Dang, Sean done called you out, Jordan. Like, okay, like I'm looking at their flagship headphones right now. They're forty five hundred dollars. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Anyone? Excuse <laughs> me. To give the listeners an idea of like how much their stuff costs, um, their flagship headsets cost <laughs> forty five hundred dollars. What is this? This is forty five zero zero. Yeah, four zero zero four five zero zero. Um. I'm Somebody just letting y'all know this iteration is not made for the broke boys. Don't be broke. <laughs> Don't be broke um, at all. The PlayStation. They have a. Uh, <laughs> they have a you gaming know, headset specifically for gamers, but it's nine hundred dollars. Yeah. Don't be broke. Okay. Yeah. Don't be broke. I'm gonna hey. get that, and they get the PlayStation Portal. Anyone can, you know, Sean. I get it. I get the portal now. Hey, thank you. I need to not only get good. But stop being broke. Stop being complaining. I man, I, you know what? I need to get my life together. That's I need to get my budget right quick. Jordan, what you don't realize is that the reason you're such a trash gamer is that you can barely hear what's happening in your games. That's why you need to spend nine hundred dollars on these cool, all these nuts headsets. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm broke. You know, like I, I need, I need to get that, I need to get that kit. You know, um, um, uh, ball, ball nigga with a beard and a V-neck T-shirt kit. I need to get that. <laughs> And get my life together. Speaking of being broke people who won't be able to afford all these, uh, DJ, next story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! That's a okay, that's, that, that, that's dark. Sorry. That's dark. That's dark. That's, that's oh, dark. Hey, they'll bounce back. Number seven, Bioware's leg on approximately 50 people <laughs> comes from The Verge. Yeah, this is this is tragic. Um, and fuck Bioware for doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this comes from uh, Ash, Ash Part, Parish. Parish. <laughs> Harsh, yes. So, Bioware, the developer of Dragon Age and Mass Effect, announced that it will lay off approximately 50 employees. The layoff includes 
key members of the development team, such as a writer who has worked on every Dragon Age game. Mm. The layoff are part of a shift towards a more agile and more focused studio. Bioware says that the layoffs are necessary but unavoidable. Uh, they also say that the development of Dragon Age Dreadwolf and the next Mass Effect games are still on course. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, the 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 necessary but unavoidable thing just sounds like it's, if it's necessary, it's already unavoidable. Like you didn't say the right. The last thing that came out was Mass Effect Andromeda and an Anthem for Anthem. Yeah, and then Mass Effect uh, re-released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, man, Bioware. The last game that was considered good was Dragon Age Inquisition, and that was like like twenty twenty tens, twenty fourteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bioware so, that we knew is dead. Yes, dead absolutely. Gone. Yeah. So the backstory behind this, in terms of why these layouts are, are happening, is that. So EA changed their, um, I guess their 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 financial structure or revenue structure or whatever. Mm. It used to be one giant EA. That way, EA Sports, the game, the money that's made off of those games, would be able to cover the other side of EA that's doing the like you know like like Apex that's doing mm. the Bioware like all those games. Um, but now they kind of split it up. So you have EA Entertainment and you have EA Sports. So EA Entertainment now is looking at their budget and they're looking at the studios they have. And because none of their games are really doing it, and like apparently Apex, the last season, they didn't meet their expectations, but their expectations yeah. was kind of high. So well, it's not pulling in, yeah. So it's not pulling in as much money as they want it to. So now they're in a position where they have to make these cuts. And it's weird. I mean, it's it's not weird because as we talked about, Bioware has just not had a good past couple of games, couple of years in terms of their games releasing and the public liking these games for whatever reason. So AJ, I heard that Anthem was great from you. Yeah. I, Anthem the, the parts... was good. It suffered from a lack of content. Thanks to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Anthem, the game was a good game. It was fine. The story was not the best, but it wasn't the worst thing there. It's just that their expectations, they didn't meet their expectations, just like Square mm-hmm. Enix and their games. Um, so we're we're at a point now where they are targeting Bioware because you know Bioware just hasn't done great. But it's a weird thing because Bioware is working on Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which a lot of people are excited for because that's supposed to be the return to form for the Dragon Age games. And then you have Mass Effect, which is the you know staple game for EA, but you know uh, Andromeda didn't do so great. So it's just like everyone was hoping that they would put all their eggs in the the Mass Effect basket to make this game be the 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 next game and the next like entry in that uh, genre or not genre that in that franchise. So it is, it's weird and it's troubling and it's kind of sad to see that like EA is, is making these decisions is making these moves. It's 50 people, which I think is 
I think they have like about 250 people in their studio. I could be wrong. It's 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 a small percentage, but it's still a lot of people. And it's like to say that those games are still on course, it's like you're probably saying that to protect your shareholders. Like you can't lose that many people and everything just be cheeky. Because if that's especially the case, if, then you oh, especially if after all we've heard about how difficult games are to produce, you know, it's like kind of throws it in the wind. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, it's it's rough. Like I just Yeah. But yeah, uh that is that. Um we'll see we'll see what happens when Dreadwolf comes out or the next time we get to see stuff on Dreadwolf. And I think Dreadwolf was actually supposed to be shown this week or not this week, this year, but it was delayed for reasons. Um the last thing we will do Oh, actually, what should we do? Uh so we we have there was Gamescom that happened. We didn't really get to talk about the uh, opening night live impressions or the games from Gamescom. So we have that. Not, not too much was really, not too many new things were announced. So. Yeah. So let us do a quick run through that, and then I will end this by talking about Armor Core 6. Nobody cares. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, I have All a right. game too. It's time. <laughs> oh, you have a game too? Okay. All right. Um, you know, this is be oh, you're right. I see, I see. Okay. All right. So Gamescom, as I said, Gamescom 2023, it wrapped up. Um, they showed a couple of games. Just a couple. This this was a five-day thing and it was just insane. Um, so a couple of games that I wanted to point out that I thought was like interesting to say the least was three one is black myth wukong we all know that game we've seen that game it looks pretty cool it's basically dark souls combat mixed with the uh chinese mythology folklore of the the monkey king monkey king monkey king right wukong sun wukong yeah, I think I, I think that's right. Um, that looks cool. The other thing was Project Mugen. Project Mugen is essentially hashtag not my Mugen. Huh? That's a hashtag not my Mugen. Oh. <laughs> Project Mugen is essentially what Genshin Impact was to Breath of the Wild. Project Mugen is the game to Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man. And I think it looks great. I'm playing the trailer right now. It is essentially this open world game where it's inspired by like some GTA stuff. Uh, your character can, can quote unquote web sling. Um, <laughs> the characters are very anime. It's, it's very like techie. Uh, it looks cool, like quote unquote cool. I don't know what's happening in this game. I don't know what the story is to this game. <laughs> I like there was a lot of elements to this. So I was like, wait, is this Endless Zone Zero? But no, it's not because we've seen Endless Zone Zero. Uh, and it's just 
there's just a lot of craziness happening. But the combat itself feels very much so Marvel Spider-Man, like, inspired. Like, inspired. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, giant anime lady. You know, you can always never go wrong there. You know what I mean? I mean, um, as a rule of thumb, you don't vote against it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Will we see more of this next year? We'll see, guys. We'll see. But, yeah, that's that. Oh, this is the combat. So, yeah, let me get make sure. Yeah. So, I'm starting to realize that there is a style mm-hmm. with these games in terms of you got the uh, world. They show the world. They show some kind of cool, like, poppy cinematic and then you get the actual gameplay. And the gameplay is very, like, I don't know. It feels like Genshin to me in terms of, like, the attacks. And you get, like, a quick cutscene of the character. And they do, like, their special attack. And it's just like, oh, more anime. Ugh, it's cool. But um, I don't know. Hey, man. Is this... They know it sells. Exactly. I think that's what it is. This looks cool to me. But it's one of those things where, like, I already know this is going to be a free-to-play gacha game. They haven't said it's going to be. But the way that they're building this... I mean, if it is, I'm willing to play it. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks cool. And, like, I've spent hours in Genshin, so I'm definitely okay with spending hours in this. So, yeah, we'll see. Project Mugen. That's that. Um, the next game is... Uh, I'll, go through, uh, I'll go through pretty quick on this one. Because we've seen it before. Crimson... Desert. This looks really good. I, when we first saw it, I was cautiously optimistic about this game because it was like, oh man, this looks like Dragon's Dogma meets Witcher meets Final Fantasy, uh, Assassin's Creed. Creed, Yeah, yeah. Some, some may even say Devil May Cry, but you know, I I will respect some. Um, And like they showed this trailer, and it's like. It's even more amazing. And then at the end, because we're not going to get to it, it even alludes to some like Tears of the Kingdom stuff in terms of Sky Islands and your guys like dropping from the sky and like falling. And it's just like, how are they doing this? <laughs> but of course, there's the whole thing of like, this all looks good. This all looks really pretty. Will the actual game have this kind of fidelity? Or is this just obviously running on a like super high end computer, you know? So we'll see. But there was no uh, release date that was released for this, I don't believe. But yeah, overall, and like, you, can, you can fish. You can do everything in this game. <laughs> and you can fish. <laughs> right? <laughs> in case you were wondering. You just so yeah, it looks really cool. I'm going to jump to the end so we can see the uh, some of the combat stuff. Yeah. So again, this looks super pretty. This looks like really, really action forward. That's the thing you can do. I mean, if it's built on Unreal 5, it may look like this. That's true. That's true. That is a possibility. Some QTEs. Even that kind of... Yeah. But yeah, this all looks really cool. Um, I'm going to jump to the end. So yeah, so that's the Tears of the Kingdom right there. That's literally that's literally uh, Link falling. Like, mm. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this game. But yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
that's Tashima um, right there. <laughs> right? So after that, we have a live action trailer from Starfield. Right, Jordan? Live action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's an ad. It's an ad they're gonna break up into a commercial. <laughs> but it looks great though. I'm hyped. Yeah. So so there was a thing that happened around this trailer. What? You, you, you were talking about explained. it. Yeah, we were talking about it off the uh Oh no, no, the, no, 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 no. Like it's it's some 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 person I mean like there there are Starfield physical copies at your nearest Walmart, Target, GameStop that are ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, they're, they're they're out there. They're in the wild. It's just how supply chains are. And there's people that have access to them. I would make a buck on the side and sell a little bit early for some extra extra scratch on the side. And yeah, there's about 45 minutes of um, gameplay. I believe it's been taken down already. Um, of like of like the first part, first 45 minutes, and it was mm-hmm. fairly legit. And you know, like it is bringing up some other questions about like how truly um explorable all the worlds you know like unlike no man's sky you're able to look at the whole world just like boulders barriers and stuff and kind of goes into the procedural generation of the game but yeah the, the individual who produced it um he was like arrested you know for other crimes associated with it you know i'm not i'm not trying to say free the man but yeah yeah like they, they, he was he was arrested for some misdemeanors and something like okay. that but I think early, earlier last week, some like there are physical like there, like I mean we we knew two weeks ago that there were people reviewers that already had their hands on it, um, right. but now it's like they're in the stores, you know, and some people okay. are getting it installed to their console earlier by accident, shit like that. But if you do play it on your console early, or they find out you were unauthorized, you can get your whole console banned from Xbox Which Live is, and Game Pass. This is kind of shitty. But I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's just if a store broke street date and gave you a copy, you mean, but they didn't break street date though. Like, I mean, well, in, in this in this instance, yeah, in terms of your situation, the situation you're explaining, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the store gave you it, yeah, you know, but it, it most likely it's illegal. If you like, if he was like, I'm I'm giving you this for seventy dollars when it's free on Game Pass and the early access is thirty, uh, you know, this is an outside purchase. You know, that's like a you good can. Point. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you have a receipt from Target, then it's like at least you could fight that. Yeah, like, well, I no, bought it did, at Target. In terms so. of this situation, Homeboy was just getting some clicks, getting some traffic, trying to you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, get his name out there. <laughs> just, mm. So, okay. oh yeah, that was that was moving that weight. <laughs> yeah, the Starfield weight is uh, a big pop for uh, Jordan Star. I almost said Starfield. Jesus. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Yeah. So Jordan, you're excited about this. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about the Aegis Alpha simulator. Uh, <laughs> there 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 actually was a big developer diary that dropped yesterday. That was like an hour long. I just like watched okay. a little bit of it, but I had more context of when Phantom Liberty, you know, activates as a mission. Um, but starting from the beginning, foundationally, this is like a big update to the game. Um, okay. They've continually made sure to refine the pursuit systems of like police officers and all of that. And remember, like if you watch the anime, you know about Max Tech, and even before the anime, like like the cyber cycles and <laughs> cyber cycles essentially. 
Um, they are expanding the skill points and they're doing away with the whole armor system. As we know, armor properties associated with certain, you know, clothing. Um, they, in a 2.0 update or right before a 2.0 update, they had the transmog system to which you can have a clothing that will, you know, you can like choose whatever clothing it should it'll look like and not worry about like looking like a fucking janitor <laughs> because yeah, of your properties. But yeah. now, based on what I'm hearing, is like they're going away with the whole armor system altogether and having armor properties associated with your level of cyber, um, cyber rise, your cyber level, right? Because okay. there were um, some uh, augmentations at Ripper Docks that did affect your armor, that did affect your health, included or leaning more so into that. And there are images going around about the new um, skills associated with your your base talent points and stuff. They're expanding like block like the ninja like there there was when a game came out there was a mod that allowed you to block um, bullets your katana. Like now that's officially mm-hmm. in the game. You know, like stuff like that is being introduced and that's pretty you cool. You can now put your like remember Deus Ex where you mm-hmm. can put your certain um, attributes in overdrive. Now yeah. you can do that in Cyberpunk. Like you can like make your mantis blades go fucking crazy and like juice an entire arena, yeah. which I'm super excited about. Um, but yeah, like in terms of when this game takes place, it's gonna take place after you meet the doo-doo boy. The, the doo-doo. Oh my goodness. The voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bootleg copy <laughs> Let me slow it down. <laughs> Oh, Doo doo boy! <laughs> I want to know what their territory is. <laughs> and they were in the shitty part of the city too. Pacifica was trash. Um, lit like literal dump. But sorry, the Voodoo Boys. There you go. And uh, like after you meet up with them, like this other net runner who works for like the new United States contacts you to you know do something for the president, and then you mm-hmm. go to Dogtown, which is the new area that's being released with this update. And Idris Alba is an agent of new stuff and the netrunner says i know about your fucked up condition let me help you by helping us i'm not gonna betray you at all of course of course but yeah it looks exciting um if on the pc side of things d was dsll3 or whatever like the they updated the graphics engine again we know um for it which people the tech weirdos are looking out for it too but as you know playing this on series x and it costs Thirty-five dollars. Sorry, twenty-five or thirty dollars. The expansion, um, which is you know about half the base game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty sizable. But they are saying that this is the last big expansion outside of like the um, like more cosmetic mechanical updates they may have until Cyberpunk Two comes out, which they already announced is called. I believe Cyberpunk Orion is the next Cyberpunk game that they have in production. But it's like the last big thing, and there's they also stated that this will affect the ending in some way because you know the ending was kind of like three shitty outcomes for V of you know spoiler like terminal style outcomes of for V. Maybe this netrunner does find a way to cure your um the the Ingram that Johnny is, yeah. and, and you have like more. I, I would love to have like a more open ended ending, right? Of just being like being the best solo in Night City, but you don't really get that in any situation. Right, so, right. But they're saying that this might, well, the tight lip, but this might affect that. Okay, cool. All right, and the last game we're gonna talk about is yeah, Alan Wake Two. Yeah, Alan Wake Two is coming out. 
<laughs> There's a new trailer that came out. <laughs> and actually a gameplay trailer too. Um Alan Wake released in like 2008, I believe, or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at least well it's over a decade ago. Free on PlayStation Plus right now, so I may check it out. Please. <laughs> I, I, I implore everyone just to give it a shot, even if you are a scaredy cat like DJ is. Um sounds like I'll be playing vicariously through Sean. But mm. Based on what I'm reading about, like, based on what I'm reading and seeing uh, with Alloway 2, it does seem a little bit more, you know, um, darker than the first yeah. one. I don't know how much more dark you can get, but they're, they're saying that they're reducing the enemy count to just, like, like, like bigger, more tougher enemies you fight in an arena, which I think is kind of like, 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 like a stalkerish type thing they have going yeah. there, which I'm, like, kind of... Like, that. that's closer to... Um, um that other bethesda game that nightmare game what was it called oh um they made two of them it 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 was uh shinji kami i think um yeah yeah like he like he like he he went on to do hi-fi rush but he was doing those other nightmare games yes yeah yeah but whatever the game is it sounds more keen to that like a few enemies in an arena Instead of like back in Alan Wake One, there was many enemies. It was like kind of like a third person shooter at the end yeah. of the day, Alan Wake One. But this one feels more so like a horror game to which you're going between two protagonists, Alan Wake, and I think her name was Saga Anderson. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's you know, it's coming out soon. And it had the Evil Within. Hell of, evil Within. Yes. Yeah. The, the, it feels it feels mecha- I mean it's gonna have the same mechanics of, you know, you using your light to destroy the darkness around enemies to dispatch them. Um, mm-hmm. This is what was made clear in the most recent trailer. Um, but in terms of the volume of, in terms of the volume of enemies, they plan on lowering it down. And also they want to implement some of like the <clears throat> level mechanics, not, not like complete, not totally like control, but mm-hmm. like some of the aspects of control they want to yeah. like, implement in um Alan Wake 2, which we know exists within the control universe. The control exists within the Alan Wake universe. Right, right. And right. um yeah, no, super excited. I'm I'm Remedy is like, you know, I think they're truly having fun with what they're doing. I'm glad that Xbox released the um the license of Alan Wake and Quantum Break to Remedy. And yeah, Remedy's having a great time with it. Okay. Yeah that the last trailer for Alan Wake looks really really intriguing from a place of like knowing that that is not a game for me it looks really cool like i would probably (laughs) when i watch a let's play probably not a let's play i'd probably watch some kind of like uh i guess it would be a let's play i guess it'd be a let's play that i'd watch this scary game yeah okay sure um We'll see. We'll see. Or Sean can play and I can just watch him. Put me in a bunker, DJ. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's that's really cool. Um, And then also another thing just to note that the trailer looks like the game is going to have um, live action like segments in the game. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a blend of like CG and live action. I think the game just looks really, really good. So that's awesome. And right. I, I think I think Alan, I think Alan Wake One has some, some had some live action um, moments okay. in in it, like like random flashes of live action. Right. But this seems more so like yeah, this is like kind of like Control. Control had live gotcha. action segments in it too. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't even get that far in Control. I like Control, oh. but I just didn't. It scared you. Just didn't get that far. I don't, it didn't scare me. me. I just. I think scared. I jumped to a different game to like 
do something and i just never came back <laughs> yeah you know it just it just happens it just happens all right you, so that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it for gamescom i think to give us like just a, a a minute review i think opening night live was a good showing it was two hours long and it's just like yeah you know that's kind of what keely stuff is now it's like you just kind of have to deal with it because he has to uh have sponsors and all that stuff i i, I think mind. yeah exactly it was fine i think the show i out of 10 i'd probably give it like a lowest 7.5 i think Eight is probably where I'm at. I think it was a good showing. There's a lot of games, games that I was interested in. So cool. That's that. Um, okay. So before we wrap this up, I'm gonna have a quick little review roundup of Armor Core Six, Fires of Rubicon, because that is the latest game that dropped. And yes. All right. So it's now sitting at an 85 on Open Critic and an 87 on Metacritic. I think that is pretty crazy to see because. In my mind, I was being very, very cautiously optimistic in that this is probably going to get an 80 flat between both sites because just like it's Armor Core, it's a mech game, it's a very niche game. It's also not a friendly game because you have to learn the the intricacies of the game in order to like be good at it. And when you're fighting some of the like boss mechs or whatever, it's not holding your hand like it, it you have to do the thing or you die so it is really cool to see that it is doing so well um i am what is that i just killed a bug i am a warrior all right I'm um yeah so it is okay so yes let me just reset myself that i've killed i have all this adrenaline rushing through my veins guys i'm crazy all right, so Armor Core 6. Um, I am at the end of Chapter 1, and there has been a lot of talk about uh, the bosses filtering players because it's either, oh, this is a really easy game, or like, oh, this is like super, super hard. And up until this point, there has been some challenge for me, but like it's been pretty doable, and I finally hit the the boss where it's just like, you have to do all the things you've learned in this entire chapter in order to be this boss and there this is actually the boss that i'm showing right now yes it's him that motherfucker oh i should do a tank build oh dj oh <laughs> oh my god so so this is the one thing that i absolutely love about the um the the gameplay loop of this like you you go into a mission if you do bad on the mission, you go to you have a checkpoint, you can go into your assembly and basically just customize your uh, AC and just like try it again, like immediately. So it has that like roguelike feel where you can just jump in and jump out real quick. And that feels so good. It's so snappy. Like the load times on this game is just really, really great. They're really fast. And I think all of that contributes to this experience of like you're always building the better AC. And I think this game does a good job of progression in that you're progressing in terms of getting better equipment, you're progressing in terms of your skills, you're progressing in terms of understanding this complicated game. Like they hold, they, they, they give you like a training mode, a tutorial mode, like they allow you to fight like trainer AC so you can get all the little 
things down you want and then you go in the actual game you play the missions you get that stuff done but i think this is literally the best armor core game they have released it's been a long time since they've released armor core games i personally was scared that this was going to be a armor core game that was like not too not like a soulsy armor core game but like an armor core game that wasn't true to like what i feel like armor core roots are mm. and like they completely blew that, blew that out of the water. Like, this game uh, is amazing. Are you waiting to finish the campaign before you jump on multiplayer? Or have you tried that yet? You scared, Sam? I feel like the... <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I am... I'm waiting, yes, because playing the campaign, you get access to other weapons. Mm. Okay. So right now, I don't get... I don't have access to, like, the full loadout. And I'm only in chapter one. So like they they unlock certain things as you progress through the story. So like I I got access to the store probably in my third mission or so. Like I got access to the arena, which is like fighting like VR simulations of other AC units. Oh my god, this game is so great. So um yeah, so like I'm I'm still getting access to that that stuff. And like I am I cannot wait to go online and actually fight people to see like what they're really doing online. So I yeah. can't wait for them to kill your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, are you are you aware of any type of cheat builds or like those like golden builds that just people win? Are there like cheat builds yet? So not yet, and I think I didn't even, that 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 was completely new to me. Um, I don't think that will happen because. There is a I'm starting to learn that there's kind of like a like rock, paper, scissors thing where you have explosive damage, kinetic damage and plasma damage. And mm -hmm. they all kind of uh, react to your AC a little differently kind of thing. So I don't think there is. I mean, there's possible, of course, you know, any online game, there's going to be meta builds because that's just mm -hmm. how, you know, the the industry works nowadays. But like. It just it feels like there will probably be counters to like everything. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say before I end this I, right now, the game is like a nine out of ten for me. Okay, I'm just not putting like an actual score because I just haven't beat the game, so it could get really, really bad. It could get really boring in chapter two, three, or whatever however long this game is. the The multiplayer could just not work at all. It could just be a complete trash fire. I don't know yet. So right now, my experience. 9 out of 10. The last thing I will say is that there will be a very small percentage of people who know this. These people, the developers of Armor Core 6 played Gundam. They played Gundam because there is a lot of transferable skills from Gundam to Armor Core. And it wasn't a thing of like, oh, well, the, the Gundam developers played Armor Core, so they based their game off of that. No, there's a lot of things that are in Gundam that's not in the old Armor Core games, but it's in this new Armor Core game. And it's just like, that's cool. Like that, that appeals to me. Like the PlayStation Portal appears to, appeals to Sean. There we go. Bam. Mic drop. Okay, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is it for our jam packed episode um, of Press Exit. Jordan want to talk about his little baby? Oh, I am so yeah. sorry. I completely forgot. Jordan. Yeah. Rewind the tape. What is Jump Light Odyssey? Let us know. It's it's a game. 
It's it's a little <laughs> excellent. End the end the episode now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, if you play games like I don't know, Evil Genius or something like that, you have your I don't know. I don't want to talk. Like it's basically it's basically like um a spoof off of nineteen eighties anime where you are the captain of the ship, you're like the final regent of this empire that's been attacked by another empire. And oh. you have to rally yourself together, gather resources to find a new home world for your people because you are the last regent or you know, it's it's it's, it's just very it's I'm I mean like, it's, right now. It's a strategy game. You know, I mean it, it is it is a straight up strategy game. Um, ant farm style strategy game you know you mm-hmm. re- like and, but it your 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 um your morale is re- like individual or morale came based on relationships so you can have like conflicts between crew members and romantic you know like triangles and stuff like that which can affect how well they do their job and it's actually a pretty fun game i mean i, I just want to give a little bit of a spotlight because i mean like waiting for this game for such a long time because of how much fun I had with you with Genius. Yeah. No, this is really cool. Like I reading the title, I didn't expect this kind of art style for the game. Oh, it's like, fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like looking at the character, it the uh, the character art looks very almost like Gundam in a way. Well, actually yeah. no, that looks a little bit more modern than Gundam. But yeah, this like, is like this Sailor is... Moon type stuff going on. Yeah, Sailor Moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's cool. It's and the then, type of game where I would start at nine p.m. and it'd be two a.m. in the morning because it's just mm, like, it's, see, just, it's just systems, you know, and resource management yeah. and collecting and chance. It's fun. That reminds me of Ultron. That reminds me of Ultron. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. I yeah, it, and it's it's oh an early God. access. I mean, like I I paid for it, but it's like it's early access. Yeah. You know, it's an early access Amen. game and Support. not full release, but still fun. Yeah. Still fun. Okay. So do they do they give you how far into the game can you play? Uh, I mean, like you can play the tutorial mode and have like you have to beat the tutorial mode to unlock this other mode, which allows you to customize your ship more so on the onset because like mm-hmm. I, like you have to start off with a generator and all this other stuff. But okay, yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, I'm 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 still I'm like a couple hours in, and I just finished up the main tutorial, but the mechanics of it is not that dissimilar from Evil okay. Genius. Cool. All right. Well, that has been our jam-packed episode of Press X Star Gamers Digest. We hope you enjoyed this jam-packed episode as much as we enjoyed jam-packing this episode into this jam-packed podcast. Don't forget, you can like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. We would greatly appreciate that. And you can do us another thing by joining our Discord. Go to pressx, pressx number two start.com slash discord. We have great conversations there. Our, our last conversation was about a, uh, a music person. I don't remember the name, but um, yeah, it's cool. And we talked about heroes. Yes. The old 2000 show, Heroes. Yes. We have great conversations. Join our conversations. Join us. All right. Let's, let's end this so we can get out of here and I can go back to dying in Armor Core 6 because, God, I love that game. All right. Um, yeah, some of us have one piece to watch. <laughs> yeah, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Take care, y'all.